Finance Presented by Say What Radio Hey guys, it's your girl Star and you are tuned in to a brand new episode of What the Finance. I know you guys are thinking, what the finance? Where the heck has Star been? And you know what? You guys have every right to feel that way. I was actually looking at my last show. It was recorded around 2019, early December. So it has been a year since we've connected. I totally apologize. So much has happened since then. And I'll fill you in as the podcast progress. But the main thing, as many of you know, if you've been following my journey for a while, I was my dad's full-time caretaker, my beloved dad. Everybody knows I'm a daddy's girl for life. And my dad passed away actually at the end of December of last year. So it's been a process of putting back the pieces, getting back to myself, getting my energy back, figuring out uh, what I really want to do and just the type of legacy that I want to leave in this world. And shout out to my podcast producer, Jessica, who actually let me come back and record after my very long hiatus. But I really felt compelled to just get back to you guys because I have a lot of my heart, a lot I want to share. So like I said, my dad passed away a little over a year ago. And it just seems like ever since he's passed, my own mortality has been at the top of my mind. It's funny, you know, a lot of people say, of course, we all know that we're going to die. We know that we're not going to be here forever. But just watching someone that I used to see every single day that I used to take care of who just seemed to be just totally invincible, leave this world and go on to be with the Lord. It made me realize, wow, our time here really is temporary and it really is fleeting. And sometimes we spend so much time focusing on things that we really don't care about. That's really not even important to us long term. That's not even in our one year plan, five year plan, 10 year plan. And a lot of times when you spend so much energy being focused on things that don't matter, you miss the things that do matter. So I've just spent a lot of time thinking about that. But like I said, one of the things that's been on my mind is just that I will not be here forever. And knowing that, what type of legacy do I want to live? So in the past year, and maybe because I've just been more cognizant of the subject, there's a saying that goes, when you're looking for a yellow car, or rather when you're thinking of a yellow car, it seems like all you see are yellow cars. And um, I think because, as I mentioned, life and death has been on my mind. I feel like in the past year, I could probably name five people within five degrees of separation from me. Younger than me, I'll be, Lord says the same. In two days, woohoo, 
I'll be 39, but about five or six people younger than me who have passed away. And about another five to six people who are dealing with a terminal illness. Actually, my best friend, as many of you know, has uh, ALS, so you may hear it referred to as Lou Gehrig's disease. She's fighting the good fight. She is a phenomenal woman. And that disease, they give you a life expectancy of two to five years. And I think me and my girl are, are, we're probably in year six or seven. And, you know, we show no signs of stopping. I say we because, you know, I just been friends with her since the beginning. I've just watched the progression of the disease. I've just watched her strength and how awesome of a mother she is and a daughter she is. So I'm right there with her, but she is about my age too. So just that subject has been on my mind. But let me tell you guys what really sparked this. So at my full-time job, a young lady who I knew, I wasn't extremely good friends with her, but I definitely knew her. We had brief conversation and passing. She was actually really good friends with people that I know really, really well. She passed away suddenly and she was 35. Her name was Jessica, mother of three, a beautiful girl, really hard worker. We actually worked at the same job, but she was in a higher role than I was. So I didn't see her very much, but I saw her pretty regularly. And it was just very surprising that she passed away. And it was also really sad. A couple things that I noticed. One, and no shade against the job because I'm a business owner. I understand how businesses work. And I know that businesses have to basically keep the money train flowing. But guys, it really tripped me out how it was business as usual within 48 hours. I'm a claims adjuster in my full-time job and her claims got assigned out to different people within the day. And like I said, I understand. I know how it works. But in the position that she's in, people can be really, really stressed out. And a lot of times when you're on the front lines for an employer and you have a really serious role and everybody's watching you, you can really feel that you're carrying the weight of that business on your back. So a lot of my friends who work in that position would always tell me about how stressed out they were, how tired they were, how they felt like they couldn't get any work-life balance or get anything accomplished outside of work because the job took such a toll on them. So what made me just think about everything is that, hey, we all have to realize that our jobs, the thing we do to feed ourselves, to clothe ourselves, they are replaceable. So it put things in perspective for me, but I think it put things in perspective for a lot of other people. And sometimes it just takes something devastating like that to really help you understand what really matters. So one, I noticed how really, really quickly it was business as usual. But two, one of the things that made me realize is that 
while we are in the land of the living, we have to prepare ourselves for what we know is going to happen. And like I said a little bit earlier, we all know that we're not going to be here forever. I know our employer gives us some type of life insurance. If I have to be very honest, I've been at my job for four years. I haven't looked at any type of documents. To be honest, I don't even know if I've filled out any beneficiary information. And if you guys are in that same position where you have a life insurance policy through a business or through an employer, you haven't looked at it, you don't know how much coverage you have, or you don't know if you filled out your benefit beneficiary information, definitely take time to do that. That's definitely my goal this month because she passed away and they had her funeral. The funeral was at a funeral home. I didn't go, but one of my teammates went. She came back and told me all about it. She said the funeral was a couple hours being delayed and that's not uncommon, But when I asked her why, she said because they didn't have enough money to bury her. They actually were still going through some life insurance information. They were still trying to raise a few last dollars and they didn't want to proceed with the services until everything was paid in full. And guys, that really devastated me. Like I felt sick to my stomach. I was already down about her passing because she was just so young, so beautiful, had such a promising life ahead of her. And she was also the mother of three young kids. So I was already feeling pretty down about that. But when I heard about them scrambling to get money together for her funeral, that really, 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 really made me sick to my stomach because I just hated to think of her mother having to go through that stress. Her mother didn't live in Houston. Her mother had to fly in from out of town. She had teenage children. She also had a younger daughter. And I'm not sure how much they were made aware of, but I know it couldn't have been easy just sitting there for you know, hours waiting for your mother's funeral services to start. Like I said, I put myself back in that position when I had to bury my father. And one thing I am so thankful for, even though I was so devastated and I was so hurt and I miss my father so much. One thing I was so thankful for is that he had his affairs in order. He made sure that he had money set aside to bury him. And when it was time for us to make his arrangements, all we had to do was tell the funeral director exactly what we wanted. And we paid with his debit card and we were able to leave. And when we came back, we were able to get the show on the road. And that just made things so, so much easier. It just made a difficult situation a lot easier to bear. You guys probably see like I see on my Facebook and my Instagram, people raising money for people that have passed away. They're trying to bury their loved one. They're trying to get their last minute affairs in order. Guys, death 
of a loved one is difficult, especially when you are the one making arrangements. You can't sleep. A lot of times you can't eat. You half the time don't know what day it is. To be also having to raise money to bury a loved one, it just makes a bad situation even worse. So when I heard about that, I said, you know what? I don't think my age group, which is that 35 to 45 year old age group, talks about the need for life insurance, the need for having our affairs in order. One thing I love about my credit restoration business is that one of the items that we have in conjunction with credit repair is will and trust preparation. So it's not life insurance, but people are able to write down where their important documents are or who gets this, who gets that, what their wishes are, which is extremely important, guys. If you have children, you really need to say like what your wishes are in the event of your passing, how you want your kids to be taken care of, who you want to take care of your kids. There's just a lot that goes along with it. But when you put those things down on paper and you're able to get it notarized or have an attorney draft those documents, Those are your wishes and people don't have to scramble or be stressed out of what should we do or where should we go or who's going to take care of this person, who's going to take care of that person or what would they have wanted. Your um, wishes are down. One of my teammates at work, a really bright girl, she's only about, I think, 26. When I told her what I'm telling you guys, she started actually writing down what she wanted to wear at her funeral and what song she wanted played and the her color scheme and the different music and how she wanted her program to go. And it was a little eerie, but just to think, we just don't know when our time is up. No man knows the day. No man knows the hour. Like I said, I'm sure my coworker had no idea that her life was about to end. Somebody was telling me she had just scheduled like a hair appointment and just scheduled a nail appointment. And a few days later, she was gone. She didn't get an opportunity to get those last minute things in order. So while we had that opportunity, and I'm saying this to me as well, because I have a major issue with procrastination. And like I said, my goal this month is to get these things together. We have to do it, especially when you have children, because their needs need to be met throughout the process. And it's just so much better when people just know your wishes, when people are trying to make sure that everything's taken care of. It's just better when they know what you would have wanted and how you would have liked things. So this whole show and, you know, guys, this is called What the Finance? Because I historically suck at anything financial. And this show, is about me trying to change that. It could be a very, very daunting subject, but it takes baby steps to improve. And 
I'm still improving. I'm still working on my credit score. I'm still working on saving more money. I'm still working on preparing to be full-time, a full-time self-employed person. And another thing that I've added to what I'm working on is getting my life insurance and getting my will and trust documents together and getting my affairs in order. So I just wanted to tell you guys that and I wanted to just stress the importance of that. It's been on my heart. It's been on my mind. So I said, you know what? I need to share this with my awesome listeners. So (laughs) guys, you know me. So I'm actually right now studying for my life insurance license. My goal is to actually be able to sell life insurance and annuities and mortgage planning and just everything that we need at the end of life to make sure that our affairs are together. So I'm actually about to end the podcast so I can study a little bit before I go to bed because my test is coming up in about a week and I still have my full-time job and I'm still helping people increase their credit score and I've added this to the mix. So my time is still very thin, but I don't see a lot of Black women or even Black men or anybody in my age group really talking about the importance of final expense insurance and burial insurance and life insurance. And guys, while I'm studying for my test, I'm even learning that life insurance is more than just paying for a funeral and giving a couple extra dollars to a beneficiary. It can actually be a wealth building product for us who are living. And as I learn more, I'll definitely share that with you guys. But it's totally opened my eyes to just so many different things. You guys know my goal is to build wealth. And I look at a lot of different avenues and I'm understanding how life insurance is an avenue because one, not only are you able to possibly draw money from it as your policy matriculates, but two, life insurance takes that burden off the next generation and it sets the next generation up for wealth. Just really quick, you know, it was just the holiday season and we had a bake sale for the young lady's family. We were trying to raise money for Christmas items for the kids. And I don't know what the financial situation was, but let's just say that those kids didn't have the benefit of life insurance. They would basically be starting out at ground zero. And just imagine how a couple hundred thousand dollars could just really change their situation. Maybe we wouldn't have had a bake sale. Maybe they wouldn't have had to get student loans. Maybe they wouldn't have had to have the burden of trying to figure out who's going to take care of back to school clothes. Just so many things, guys. But like I said, I'm learning so much more about it. As I learn more, I'm going to share it with you guys. This is what the financial, we're in this together, but definitely while there's breath in your body and I'm telling this to myself too, let's get our affairs in order. 
All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, it's been a pleasure. Can't wait to talk to you guys about the next topic um, and to share more with you regarding my journey and my new goals. As always, if you want to reach me, I'm on the socials. My Instagram is the T-H-E star S-T-A-R-R Washington. And I'm on Facebook as star S-T-A-R-R Washington. And guys, also, if you have any questions about anything, definitely send me an instant message. You can also shoot me a text. My phone number is 386-383-6968. I don't know how many podcasters leave their phone number on the podcast, but I do because ultimately I'm here for you guys and I want to help you. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you soon. Bye.